What up, what up, what up, Real Fans Podcast, back at it again, episode 54, on this June 9th, 6-9 day. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm Gabe, that's Subtle. Jojo, that's Julian, what's yeah. up with y'all, man? How, how y'all boys doing? What's going on, Gabe? What it do? Listen. I mean, we got, we got a couple yeah. topics this weekend. I, I saw, couple, I saw Gabe, because uh, I don't know if you heard real quickly before we go into the first topic. With Tua clapping back at Twitter followers, that's why Gabe, Gabe was in there for support. He was in there good, doing the good old fight. That's why he's got his hat on. <laughs> we go one, we go all. Okay, we're a hashtag Tua non. Okay, <laughs> Tua <and> uh, <laughs> Man, that's horseshit, man. Listen, there's so much shit. I've never seen so much dialogue in a. Like it's a guy honestly hasn't, hilarious. We're not even preseason. We're not even in training camp. We're not. We're nothing. We're barely in hurricane season. <laughs> And they're talking about Tua. It's so much conversation around Tua. Bro, the amount of hate that this like this shit talk this man gets on an everyday page. He had to come he had to go on his press conference and was like, right. yo, I'm what? fuck yo, y'all. Bro, That's like Well, who was talking the talk? It's just, he's talking. he's talking just like just like the all the backlash he's been getting and all the hate oh, all the, answering to fans like on twitter or just no he said it in a like a press conference he was like fighting back to the twitter backlash of just like you know with the the wobbly ball he threw that went viral a couple weeks ago one wobbly like, ball this is so ridiculous it's ridiculous i don't want to talk about it. we'll talk about nfl later uh but let's get into it right now we're in the middle of the uh nba finals uh, we just saw game three last night uh the series going on boston's up uh, 2-1, they're going to play game four in Boston again. Um, let's just kind of recap because we, we kind of talked about the, the series before going ahead of time. Uh, I think I had Golden State. I think, Julian, you had Golden State as well, did you? Mm-hmm. I think we all had Golden State. Was it a sweep? I think it was all sweep. I think JoJo right? had Celtics. I did not say sweep. Golden State, I said four and six. But, man, look at Boston. What's going on over here? Bro? Yeah, so let, let's talk about the series. Let's talk about uh, – uh, uh, the series so far, we can talk about game two, game three. Game, like I said, game three was played last night. Um, I don't know what you take away. Uh, Jojo, what have you seen so far in the series? Um, uh, Warriors, Celtics, what do you got? Oh, I, all I remember, uh, we said uh, before the series even started, was that there's no way Boss is going to outlast uh, Golden State shooters, in which they're actually proven to. Um, shout out Boston's defense. We knew they had great defense, uh, but they're actually showing out. Um, Steph Curry's been going off. Uh, they haven't been they haven't found a way to stop him, but you know, the rest of the role players and everyone else, they're kind of calming them down in a sense. And uh the point I wanna bring is have you guys seen Draymond Green's stat lines those last three games? It's terrible. The heart and team, he's bringing a physicality. This man's averaging six fouls a game, so he got fouled out two uh, <laughs> games averaging six <laughs> I've never heard such a stat, by the way. This is a ridiculous. He's, he's averaging he's six fouls a foul out. They see you say averaging a foul out every game. He's averaging six fouls a game. Uh, right, two points, three rebounds, two assists. What all those random stats? Uh, triple single. Uh, Draymond Green's bringing it, but he's bringing that physicality, right? Uh, but it's only doing so much, man. Boston's offensive uh, three point threat. It has, they they've awoken. I know you guys saw that third quarter they had, or that fourth quarter. Um, where they were just lights out. I think it was game one where they just took the game by storm over there um, in the Bay Area, which was crazy. And you'd expect Golden State to bounce back, which they did in game two. Um, they have the home court advantage. Uh, and then game three, I don't know if you guys saw the game last night. Uh, it was a pretty good game, pretty close game. Um, but Boston found a way to find separation. Uh, they had a 10-point, 11-point lead and just kept them at an arm's length uh, so that they couldn't catch up. But... Uh, I mean, Clay's been struggling uh, the first two games. He he kind of had a good run yesterday, uh, but it just wasn't enough team effort there. Uh, Tatum, a lot more explosive on his drives uh, from the first two games. Uh, I just see him, he was reaching for contact. That's all kind of what he wanted going uh, to the free throw line. Uh, but last night, he was really focused on his finishes. Uh, this guy was out there with finesse, just laying up, finishing, catching the end ones. Uh, he wasn't looking for the contact. He was going beyond the contact. And I think that was a big difference. Of course, Jalen Brown's going to do his thing offensively and defensively as well. Oh, you God damn. Draymond Green scored two points last night with 35 minutes yeah. played. He was terrible. He was 35 terrible minutes. Oh, he was and the last point. Hold on. You see what we're doing now? We're, we're recording a podcast. 
after his press conference, he went home and recorded on his podcast. <laughs> so, I mean, you can't talk too much shit. I mean, you put that fucking box score up. It's pretty pretty terrible. Um, my takeaways from the game was, I mean, I think Boston came out. They came out, you know, hot. I mean, obviously they're playing at home. Uh, the first game uh, in the Garden. Uh, they, I, th- I feel like they had uh, the first two quarters. Um, and, and the Warriors were able to come back that third quarter. They were able to, to make it even. Come close. Yes, that yeah. is the state's quarter for sure. Um, and then, but you know, obviously Boston closed it out. Uh, I think my biggest takeaways are, um, you know, what what people are talking about is like how Boston is much bigger, taller. They're longer. Uh, they are. Yeah. Um, so, like one thing I saw on defense when the Warriors are on defense, you know, when Ste- when Steph is getting drawn into to to the baseline into the middle, like th- it's pretty bad because they're 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 attacking Steph. Um, and when he's not at the top, like, you know, at the top uh, around the three, uh, three point line, when he's being drawn in like that, like there, there's no way they're getting, they're getting beaten every time. Um, uh, I think they have to play like better zone defense, you know, Draymond, obviously, you know, he's a, their defensive, uh, tower right there. Um, so he, he's got to play better. They got to do better help, better zone, um, to play on defense because, uh, you know, offensively shout out to what was his name? Oh. No, the coach. The coach is oh, the coach for Boston. Yeah, the rookie coach. Anyways, shout out to him because uh they were able to like bingo mango the, the the amount of play calling they were doing, like uh the, the giving goes they were doing uh was very effective. Um you know the, the best shot the Warriors had was that third quarter and they just made Adoka. Adoka. That's what I want to say. I want to say Adoka. zero, but I was like, no, nah, Adoka. All right. Um so yeah, man. I think from the series, uh, you can see how Boston can like kind of dismantle the Warriors. Like the Warriors, yes, they are a shooting threat. Um, I thought, I thought offensively Steph was fine, but defensively Steph is a fucking liability. Um, uh, Jordan Poole is a liability. I think he, uh, he had a couple plays, but also a liability on the field. Um, yeah, I, I think this goes back to what we talked about earlier. How, how Boston is a, a better defensive team. They're more complete defensively. Yeah, uh, they play better, more consistently over the you course. Know what of about Jordan Poole. Um, we've seen the way he's played—a tremendous player. He's developed himself, um, but I think he's trying to take those big shots, those kill shots, those Steph Curry-like shots, in the wrong moments. Um, he did in Game Two. He had a big one at home. You're already up. Um, he had that three-pointer way behind the three-point line, and then he followed up with that half-court buzzer beater, which was dope. Uh, but on the road, I saw yesterday, he was kind of forcing things up, going around screens, thinking he's stuffed, just launching threes at the wrong moment. When you should really be running a, a, a efficient play, you know, get your guys involved, you know, cut cut the score down, cut the difference down. But he's going for these bombs early on in the shot clock, and I'm just like. Bro, that's everybody. Everybody, everybody thinks they're Steph Curry now. You know what I mean? Like he's great, he's amazing. Um, but I'm like, there's a time and place for that. I don't know. That's just how I felt. Clay, bro. Every time Clay got the ball, this man was shooting. Every time he touched the ball, you just he pulled the trigger. Yeah, and I think um, uh, another like a uh, one, one thing I also noticed uh, uh, Moses Moody was also kind of defensively like uh, he's kind of the guy coming off the bench, and like if you'd get a, a move around him, like they were able to score around Moses Moody. Uh, which is pretty pretty bad. Like uh, especially if, if if Draymond's putting up a terrible game, uh, and you know you had you only have a few minutes to to you know back him up. Um, you get one move around him, like you're gonna score pretty much. Like he is good defensively, but laterally he cannot pretty much move, and like that's that's pretty like tragic for uh, for the series if you're kind of rely on guys kind of pull Rodman out here like. Listen, you're, yes, you're one of the best, you know, defensive yeah. players out here in the league. But um, you you got to be able to score though. Your stat line, your stat line isn't looking like Rodman, where he had zero points and like twenty five rebounds and and ten assists. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of you're spread thin. Two points, yeah. six fouls, three assists, couple rebounds. I mean, it's not really efficient play. Which I know he's a playmaker. He's a playmaking defensive player. He sets his team up. I mean, everyone, he's team full of shooters. You know, why would he need a score? But you need to be more effective in your role right now in the finals and find ways to adjust. Yeah, I, feel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you I can't have a starter dropping two points. 
Like yeah. you're a starter at the end of the day. It doesn't matter like what position you are. You cannot be dropping two points in a Yeah, I mean, no, he's not really known offensively. Like he, he's a cleanup guy. Um, you know, he's not really known for it. He can, he can go off like he, yeah. he does. Gabe, well. Gabe, two points is unacceptable. Bro. I mean, that's like, pretty bad. That's bad. I'm not, not going to defend two one points. One field goal. One field like, goal. He's not is offensive first. Like, like I'm not telling not them to drop 40. 30, but like get a solid 15. Like, no, he absolutely that we can agree. We absolutely play terrible. Um, um, going into game four, I mean, uh, I think I think from the game, like I said, we we saw how Boston can kind of uh, you know chop up the Warriors. Like we like they're taller, bigger, longer. Um, they're more creative offensively. Uh, I think they're a better defensive team. They they do have what it takes to beat the Warriors. Um, if the Warriors get lazy, like these are the Warriors of the Warriors path. They're not like you know what I mean. These are guys that are like champions from like three years ago. So and they're not any younger. Um, and I think Boston's a little bit deeper. Uh, I think they can still a game four. They can they can split this game four uh, uh, going forward, um, but it's not going to be off of lazy effort or uh, you know Draymond shooting two points a game. Yeah. I mean Jojo. I mean, how do you still feel about the series? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, you called it uh, in six, but I mean, do you still feel like it changes, or you feel like it's going to be too or it's too hard to call it? Like we're just we're like oh, uh, we like swinging like bipolar. It's like to go to seven games right and it's all about adjustments and both teams have the ability to adjust as we can see boston came out strong stole a game you know in the bay uh warriors came back you saw the adjustments in that game that game was even close at the end uh, warriors demolished them then obviously in the td garden you expect celtics all right you, you took a you know rough loss on the road were at home made their adjustments offensively and defensively uh, it comes down to coaching. It's literally game by game, and I, I know it sounds cliche, but they're both very good teams, and it can literally go either way. We know Boston has the capability of winning. Um, so it's, it's really on the coaching and the adjustments that they're going to make. And um, it is possible Golden State could steal a game at the Garden. It's 100% possible. They are that good. It's just that when you see a team lose, you know, you kind of see how they lose. Right. Like what made them lose? Was it the effort? Was it the, you know, the plays they were running, uh, lack of defense, you know, transitions? Like what what was it? Um, and it wasn't a, a bad loss on their end. Yeah, they did lose by like 10, 11, uh, but they were right up in there in the third quarter. They just didn't close out uh, Golden State. So it could go to seven. So, Julian, I mean, we kind of talked about this with the Heat series, with the Heat uh, playing Boston. Like it was kind of like, you know, feast or famine. Like if, if you lost, you lost by a lot. Uh, if you won, I mean, you won by a lot. So, like, how 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 do you think? Uh, do you think that it's telling that uh, the Warriors lost by so much, or do you think this is like like what JoJo's saying is is a game by game? Like, you know, game four is going to be different from the the previous uh, games that they had. Um, I mean, yeah, I think it's just game by game because obviously you see one game they lose, but then the next they win. It it's just kind of it's one of those like if you can get in rhythm. It's hard to stop Golden State when they start getting in a flow and they start like really, really flowing. But Boston's ability just to play defense, I mean, and Boston's also their ability to win away has been extremely yeah. impressive this year. This this whole playoff run, like that, being able to win away is so is so huge, especially for them where they had where they didn't have home court advantage for the past two series, and man. I, I would have never guessed that they would have came in there and won game one like that. That was so wild to me. And that alone makes me kind of flip flop what I think is going to happen. But, yeah. and, you know, little things we can see that we can point out specifically for the Warriors to make those adjustments. Tatum made his adjustments from game two to game three. We clearly saw. And that was a big difference. He was attacking stuff left and right. He got the ball. He made a move right there to the basket every single time I was looking to finish, you know, and they had quick buckets because of that. Um, or he'll drive and dish it out to the corners and they'll pass it and they'll have open threes. Um, but if look what's happening, Draymond literally got fouled out two games in the finals. That's a quick adjustment there. I mean, yeah, he's trying to bring the physicality. Is it the smartest thing right now? Probably yeah. not. You have to do something else. Clay Thompson still hasn't really had a game for him. He had a decent game yesterday. But we're, we're still not like the custom big Clay Thompson game, especially here in the finals. Mm -hmm. He's gonna go off for a game, and that might be a difference maker. And I'm ex I'm yeah. expecting yeah. 
Steph has been doing what he's doing. He's been consistent the last three games. He's been holding it down. So he's doing what he has to do. Um, defensively, uh, I don't know, man. Steph is just going to be Steph. He's trying out there. You can see he's shuffling his feet. Trying I think, to take- like I said, I think they're bigger than that. They're just bigger, like bigger, longer. Yeah. They can get around him. They're just True, more physical. Once, just once, come more physical. I'm telling you, when, when shoot or shoot, bro, and that, that whole team, that whole Golden State team, can shoot the ball, and that's what's getting them back in. They had a seven-point possession. Did y'all see that? Steph's N1 three-pointer, then it was the technical foul, and then someone else had a three-point uh, right after that. Literally had a seven-point possession in the third quarter. Like, yeah. that team ball, they, 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 they put up points. Um, so, Draymond has to step up. That, that's the weird thing about basketball, too. I, I, guess, I guess it's kind of, you know, the – the thing to like about basketball is like the ebbs and flows is like sometimes your teams can be down, but still like, you know, when, when it's the fucking Warriors, when you guys can shoot from three, like you guys are shooting high percentage from three, like 20 point lead don't mean nothing. Like, like nothing. That, that shit could be a race. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. one bad series where, you know what I mean? We've seen runs where they go 26 and oh, or whatever. Uh, uh, we, we've seen uh, leads like that be, kind of be a race, which is kind of, yeah, the, I guess the fun, exciting part about basketball. Yeah, and I think like basketball, it's such yeah. a it's such a rhythm based thing too. Like I mean, you, you start, it sucks when oh Gabe's lagging. Oh, are we there? Oh, we good? Got it. Good. You good? Uh, I'm back. Yeah, you're back. back yeah. Now. I was just saying <laughs> that. Um. Yeah, I agree. Like basketball, such a like a rhythm based like where it's like you get on that right flow and that right just like rhythm, you'll just start draining. But then if you're not, it's really hard to come back from that. From what it seems, yeah. So, so uh, game four. Any prediction going game four? I mean, uh, who, who, yeah. I, I think I still think that uh, the Warriors can steal, but it can't be playing the same way that they played last, last night that they played. Um, who, uh, Julian, who do you who do you got game four? Who do you got? Um, I guess Boston, man. I mean, they're at home. Wow. So, I mean, I just. I got. You got to pick the home team. I, just, I did like just, the home favorites. Look, I, I thought, I thought, I thought the home good, team man. were going to keep, you know, keep keep their games at home. But obviously, we split already in uh in Oakland. All right, so um, All right, let's yeah. get back into Boom. it. Uh, game four, game four, our predictions. So I, I still think the Warriors can can pull out. Like I think they can still split uh, in Boston. Julian said uh, he's got the home team, uh, Boston at home. Jojo, uh, how do you feel about uh, Game Four? Do you think they're going to make adjustments? I think it's going to be a split. They're definitely going to make the adjustments, and they're, they're going to stay one on the road. Uh, I think that's how competitive um, this series is going to be. I don't think Boston, not not that they're not good enough to win two in a row. Uh, I think Golden State is just good enough to make the adjustments with the experience they have and the coaching. Um, and they really dissect, like they get in there, like Steve Kerr and his staff. They're just amazing at what they do uh, to keep this team around and make their adjustments. So I, I think Golden State is going to take this next game. All right, controversy because we want to talk about controversial topics. Um, did you guys see that in the pregame, the pregame shootout that uh, when Golden State was shooting, somebody pointed out like, "Hey, yo, that that hoop is a little too high. It's a little, it's a little too high." So they actually brought out the equipment people. They put a little stick, put a little stick on the hoop, and guess what? It was like a couple inches a little off. Um, Wow. I don't know if you guys saw the controversy. Um, I don't know uh, how do you guys feel about that. Uh, do you feel like this is on purpose? Just oh, it's accidental. We just put it. A couple it's of like Deflate Gate. <laughs> no man. You know no, no. I honestly, bro, I'm not the biggest conspiracy person. Whatever, however you want to say that. But in the finals game, and you never hear anything about that in the regular season, but now that just happens against a, a team that can shoot lights out. If you have any advantage or any opportunity to take that away, just to mess up, you know, their timing, their, wh- however they shoot, like the way they set up and then fix it before the game starts after they won't, that's ridiculous. I think so that's- their, sh- their, their shootout was delayed. It was delayed because they had to stop and somebody had to come on. They had to get a guy on a ladder and they had to go get a little screwdriver, just you know, hand screw it down. Julian, I mean, wow. what's going on? Is this wow. is this like you know is this fair game or like wait uh, this is at Boston right? This, this yeah. at Boston, Boston right? I'm not shocked. I'm not shocked. <laughs> what else have you heard in Boston where things don't seem right? What was another time? 
Oh, I'll tell you when things didn't seem right. When Miami, the Miami Heat shoot a lower percentage uh, from three than they have all year long. I mean, that's that's pretty suspicious, don't you? I know? mean, what can you expect, man? Boston scumbags. Like, I mean, what? <laughs> like, what do you expect? The Patriots, now the Celtics. What else are they doing? Like, man, if, hey, don't, don't get me started on the Red Sox. If it, if it was, if it was any other, don't, don't yeah, get me started on the Red like, Sox. who the fuck allowed Boston to put up the biggest fucking home run wall in the entire league? Who allowed that? And who, um, who, who happened? Also, a coach that you know, Gabe might know his name. That was you know part of that scandal with the Houston Astros. It's currently with Boston right now. So, Scumbags. Scum. I'm just saying. Scum, I'm just saying Spygate. Why the fuck did does the green monster even exist? Like it's just it's just um, weird. When my when Miami Heat shoots the Celtics three, putting up terrible shooting. I'm just saying. I don't know. Having don't know eleven foot on. tall goals. Like you know, random though. Since we're talking about controversy, did you see uh, the video of uh, Paul Pierce yelling at fans, calling them idiots? Oh yeah, what, that. what, that's what weird. Is that what, what is Paul Pierce doing? What is he bro? doing? Honestly, I think it's just bad blood between uh, him and uh, Golden State and Draymond Green. I don't know if you remember on his uh, his final season, he was like, "They don't love you like Kobe. You don't get a farewell tour." That was that was Draymond. He told him, "Fuck Paul Pierce. <laughs> that motherfucker shit himself. I don't care what anybody <laughs> said. You can't talk shit when you shit yourself and pretend like you had an injury. Like, get the fuck out of here." All right, let me let me put some respect on his name because you know what? No, nah, he Pierce? shit himself in live TV. Okay. <laughs> Paul Pierce was a scary guy. Okay, let's, let's take it back. LeBron, yeah, until he shit himself going into Boston. <laughs> One of the scariest things because that team was a shootout team. Obviously, they won a championship before. I'm gonna put respect scary. on him. Paul Pierce, I'm not, I'm not saying he, he was. He was one of these guys that's like just annoying. Like you know, he's gonna do like well. Like he performed well in the playoffs. Um, not that he like achieved much. Like he didn't go too far. He didn't win. He only won one championship. Um, so I'll just put respect on the name. I. That was one of the guys that I hated to face if I had to face him in the playoffs. Paul Pierce. All right. But he, said, also, put respe- he, said, he said put respect on Paul like Pierce's on Paul name. Pierce. But meanwhile, he slanders Chris Paul. Oh, Chris Paul. Oh, don't <laughs> let me go. Let's talk about let's talk about we're talking about Boston. Let's talk about Boston. Um, so yeah, that was kind of weird because you know he's been on like kind of some kind of like uh uh this kind of tour, like, you know, he got, you know, I think he got voted top 75, right? He was voted top 75. Am I correct? That? Fan ambassador. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe he got put in the hall of fame. Is that correct? I believe he got pulled off recently. Was it this year or last year? Recently he got put in the hall of fame. I believe uh-huh. if not, he should, he should be in the hall of fame. Um, yeah. So, you know, he's all kind of on this, like, you know, this kind of vibe of like, Hey, look at me. Hey, just got guys. Don't forget about me. I'm still around, you know, this, whatever. Kind of weird. It's kind of look at me, kind of you know. Hey guys, I'm still here. I'm bossing all the way. Bah, 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 oh, he's just trying it's to redeem fun. himself, bro. I'm telling you. Ever since it's he shit weird. himself, it's a little every weird. time he, ever since he shit himself, people been looking at him different. He's just trying to redeem he, himself. He, I just say this. He's he's no weight. So it's not like someone discovered it. He came out and said it himself, or whatever the situation. <laughs> no, but the funniest part was that he swore that he was injured. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he he tried to play it off like he was injured. Like, but yeah, and yelling at fans, there was like two fans in Golden State, you know, jerseys, and he's it's like Boston at home. Yeah, I don't like Paul Pierce, man. He just felt he seems like a dickhead. Like I don't know why. Like he was just hyped. He was feeling himself. He was feeling himself. Um, I think that was their first Finals win since like oh eight home win. It's Probably. Crazy. I don't think it was the last time they've been there. Well, he was definitely up the henny if he's screaming like that to fans, like. Like, just let them have fun. You know what those tickets were that they, they spent to go there? Like, like leave them alone. They probably love the interaction anyways. They probably didn't even care they're getting called idiots by Paul Pierce. Like, for him no, to even... I, they, they want Paul Pierce to get bad. They want him to get angry. No, no, for sure. They were probably egging him on the whole time. They probably weren't even watching the game. They were probably talking shit to Paul Pierce. The whole time. <laughs> this is probably so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but speaking of paul pierce and boston and the big three we could say that that was what we would consider the dawn and the beginning of the big three era they were the first team that kind of got i guess affiliated with that saying um but now we're coming in about 14 years later do you guys think that we have reached the end of the big three era? 
I believe that we have. Um, beginning last season, um, it's really been teams of duos. We're in the duo era. Um, duo. Yeah. Uh, KD, Kyrie, LeBron, AD. Um, there's a lot of other teams just had big duos on their teams. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think big three. But I also think it's not just – I agree with you, but I don't think it's just duos, but just, like, teams with depth. Like, we have gone to, like – like I mean, even, like, Boston, just, like, super deep teams. Just, and, like, Miami and uh, Phoenix Suns, what they were before, obviously, they fumbled Tatum, the bag. But like, as well. Yeah, I mean, like, we've come to, like, just – how it probably always should have been just like really deep quality teams with quality benches. And then you have one to two superstars instead of just being so front loaded with like three guys. I I don't think so, man. I think the big three, I mean, big threes are still going to be a thing in the future. Like all these guys are friends. They all talk to each other. They all, you know, share agents. Uh, You know, when it comes to the all-star weekend, they're all fucking partying with each other and shit on the off, you know, Especially on the off season, you guys are training with each other. They're going to whatever California. They're going. Okay, when was the last big three that won a champ? When was the last big three that won a championship? Cleveland. Scott. Cleveland. Who? Who? who uh, Mozgov. What are you talking? About? Cleveland. Yeah, well, what, when, <laughs> they, when, they, when they all bought out? No, <laughs> but I'm saying three? Tristan Thompson. That's no. When they all when the, when you know when that they all when when they went back <laughs> and they put all that money into Kevin Love and they retained Kyrie Irving and LeBron James. That was the last time, like, what was the last time we saw a big, like, well, I guess Brooklyn. That was a failed experience. The Heatles. That's it. The Heatles. No, no, Golden State. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Also Golden State. Thompson and Curry. See, I don't. See, see, for me. They didn't need Durant. But to me, like Golden State wasn't like three. That it's not like three guys, though. I mean, that team was just really good. Like they had a really yeah. good team as a whole. You throw in KD, this whole conversation changes. I don't care what. Yes, they had an amazing team on top of KD, which that's a big five, bro. Yeah, they didn't, <laughs> they didn't need. They didn't, not, they didn't need. That's KD. not three though. Like I'm talking about, like specifically, like when guys went out and just got three. I guess the last one I would say the Nets would probably be the last one. Now nah, think the about Nets. It. the Nets. What? When they like went out, when they went out and got KD and they got uh, Harden and they got I or uh, Kyrie, I would even consider that because one, I wasn't even a winning team, and two, they traded. But I'm not talking. I'm not, ta- I'm not talking about a winning team. I'm talking about like that. That was their goal to go out there and get three guys. They went and did that. It wasn't successful, but that's what they did. Hmm. And we haven't seen anything yeah. since that. We haven't seen another team really do that same thing. I, I think it's still possible, man. These guys, like I said, these guys are friends. They train with each other. They, you know, they share agents and shit. So it, it's going to happen again. I mean, these guys. We'll, okay, we'll Steve see. had that big three, that failed experiment. Paul George, Melo, and um, almost had a big four. If you consider, there's a lot of failed time. experiments, <laughs> man. There's a lot. Yeah, yeah. We didn't know at the time, but you know, L.A. When they LA. brought out the fucking retirement home big three with Kobe on his left and Steve three. Nash and Dwight Howard, like that was, that was I mean, that was kind of I mean, oh, I mean, I'm talking more recent. LA. No, I'm talking about like Kobe, yeah, that Steve Nash, Steve Dwight Nash, Howard, yeah, Dwight Howard, yeah. That was, hey, it's still gonna happen, man. It's still gonna happen. Like I don't know. I think I think we're going more towards a diversifying your salary and. I think seeing what Boston's doing now is going to reshape the way teams start building their teams. Well, why Boston? Why not the Heat? Boston's the one in the finals right now, and they're the one leading the series and could win the championship. The Heat aren't. Yeah, the Heat were right there, and they kind of have the same built team just like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you could say both of them, but at the end of the day, I, I mean, I don't who's, think the one, who's, who's the one that's farther right now? Okay, they won a game seven, um, but... In terms of you saying leading the way, in terms of like they started doing that first, like no, nah, I feel like the Heat's been building their team, and the Heat went to the final. I mean, the Celtics have been building that team and been consistently going to the playoffs without a true superstar in a and for so years. Two years ago, they beat Boston to get there with kind of the same team. 
they didn't have a big three or anything like that. Had so you Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo, Bubble Frauds. So you can say the Heat. <laughs> this is gonna trigger game bubble. Hey, guess what? In <laughs> the bubble, they didn't have no uh, cheating. They didn't, you know, all their right. shit was ten foot. It wasn't uh, you know, <laughs> inches between. Oh. <laughs> like I said, you gotta throw the heat in that. I don't think the Boston is leading the way. I said I said Heat first, even before I said Boston. And both those teams, but I like I think of Boston because for how many years in a row they've been like top four teams in the East, like top four in the East consistently without a true star. Because even when Kyrie went there, he essentially didn't even play for them. Like that's what I'm saying, Boston. Like they've just consistently had a very strongly built team across like the bench and all their role players and everything. All right. Now I'm going to talk about CP3. Anytime we have duty teams in the playoffs, right? The stars rise, right? The stars show up. Uh, can we all agree? There we go. The stars grow up. If you're uh, a star, you show up, right? In the playoffs. CP3. Going after an old <laughs> point guard. <laughs> Listen, the, guy's been, the guy's been in league for 30 years, okay? You get to one final. And you're like, oh, he, he said. He said, I'm addicted. He's like, oh, I like the taste of final. I like a, you got. You're not there, okay? We're not watching you right now. Okay, you're at home somewhere. You're on the banana boat, Cancun, somewhere. Watching. <laughs> um, but no. Um, just c- talking in general, just what Julian tried to bring up. Like, I think, I think you know, teams. You know, especially guys that get older and older. Like, you, you know, we hope to see these young teams, right? I, I think of like Memphis. These young guys. You know, you get a, a John Morant, a superstar. And you get a couple of guys around them, and you hope you know. Uh, there's a kind of Cinderella teams that you kind of root for. Uh, Miami Heat, maybe they don't talk about them. You know, we have guys that are pretty good, but maybe don't, people don't talk about. Them, they don't regard them as superstars, uh, and you kind of root for them to go to go deep in the playoffs or whatever. So I, I still think you know, as far as this conversation, like as long as there's you know elite players and the, like players that like each other, they're gonna try to group together and they're gonna be you know if they're friends, they're gonna try to you know play with each other and and fucking you know. Have fun doing shit, whatever. Live in New York and have fun. You know, I, I still think it's still possible. Like, this shit's going to happen. Like, we're just going in. You know, we're seeing the later generations, right? Kevin Durant, I don't know how long he's been in the league, but man, man's been in the league for a while. Yeah. Um, and we're seeing, like, kind of the end of the generation. So, it's kind of it's cool to see the new the newer guys, uh, uh, young guys um, to grow. You know, guys that we kind of, kind of follow through college and, and just kind of grow. And, you know, they'll, you know. It'll be the next generation of the the next people we see. So what yeah. does this have to do with uh, hitting yeah. on Chris Paul, though? <sighs> Pretty much. Um, I just wanted to say it. You just CP3, <laughs> CP3 and LeBron, they're not, they're, you know, too old, man. Go retire, man. Why, why do you have to throw in LeBron? Now? Take, him, take him to a farm upstate. Take him to a farm upstate. LeBron is still a top take, five in the league at age listen, 40. Leave him alone. Take him to a, you know. Time to put you down. Time What's to put that you book? It's like that famous book. Um, I know you gave me. I know you know what I'm talking about. That like that famous <laughs> fucking book. They did that. The young generation just to tell these guys to retire. Like CP3 overrated. I want to get that in there. I've said no, it before. I'll say it again. CP3 overrated. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Overrated. How so? If he was overrated, he shouldn't be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways. All right. Uh, let's transition to other news. Um, golf this week. Uh, I don't know if you guys have been watching golf. No. Uh, they fucking golf. Uh, I don't watch new... golf. Golf is boring as fuck. But Real but man. you might find this interesting. But I do find the story interesting. Yes, because because we talked about this before. Because Julian, okay, here let me draw you in. Julian, we talked about before about soccer, the Super League, that all yeah. these teams are going to leave and make a Super League and make their own thing. Now we have this new thing in golf where they're making live or live. I don't know what it's called. I'm gonna call it live because I'm from Miami. That's a club. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna call it live, live golf, live golf. I don't know. Um, they're trying to get draw players from the PGA, professional players from the PGA tour, and put them in this new thing. And it's backed and funded by the Saudi Saudi Arabia. To, wow. You know, make this make this. They're make like a, it's kind of a super league. They're trying to get all the top players. They're trying to super, take down you know, yeah PGA buku money. They're trying to take them buku money more than they ever made you know in a year playing the PGA tour and bring them over to this thing. Um, and kind of controversy is like, yo, you want to be messing with the Saudis right now? I don't know. You know, they did have a you know a thing where they kind of bone sawed a journalist because he said things against the government. Is that who you really want to associate yourself with as a professional golfer? So, um, Julian, I'll bring it to you because we, we you know we had the conversation before with soccer. I know you're in soccer, but like, how do you feel yeah. about this live golf tournament and all these players kind of trying to go over? Because now, when, when, 
to go over uh, the PGA Tour is like kind of suspending them. They're saying you have to resign yourself from the PGA Tour. You cannot come on a professional USA Tour to go do this thing. So, like, Julian, how do you feel about that uh, professional players going over living golf? Are they, like, sacrificing anything or is it just like, oh, whatever? I, just make I mean, people like – obviously, the the big face of all of this has been Phil Mickelson because, obviously, he's one of the greatest golfers ever and now he's going over there. I mean, for someone like him, what the fuck does he have to lose than just a fat-ass payday? So, he's like, you know – and this comes at the, the same time where I guess – from what I'm understanding, a lot of the athletes are kind of upset with the PGA Tour right now for whatever reason. I'm not too sure why, but this is kind of coming in that that same time where it's like, all right, they're not liking what's going on with the PGA Tour for whatever reason. And now a lot of their big names are now getting poached over to go over play in uh, the Middle East. And uh, yeah, I mean, I get why players do it. I mean, at the end of the day, you're going to take the fattest payday. If they're going to pay you like twice or triple whatever you're getting paid, like I, I understand you wanting to, to make that move. I can't fault anybody for that. But um, I mean, yeah, we've been seeing a lot in the Middle East. I mean, like you specifically with soccer, with the Super League, a lot of those are, they're, um, um, are owned by Saudi money. Um, and then you look at the World Cup, like, the World Cup in Qatar was solely built, was only there because they bribed FIFA to getting it there. And then also all those stadiums, I don't know if you know, all those stadiums they're building for the World Cup of Qatar are like fucking has like dead bodies underneath them from all the workers. And like these workers would get dehydrated and die and they're like hiding the bodies and like they're trying to expose that. So you're seeing like all kinds of like shady shit going on with all this like big Middle Eastern money. So I could see why people like are kind of like upset about it. But it's like at the end of the day, they got the money and players are going to want to go play where the money is. And same thing like you see with the World Cup and everything going on, like they're going to go where the money is. And you see, man, they're trying to really develop like over there with like these big leagues and these big things like they're these the, the over there in the middle east man they're pumping so much fucking money into entertainment and league. like they're just they're trying to get so many tourism so much tourism going over there it's insane and i so, think it's I mean, going to end and it's not going to end with golf it's not going to end with soccer they're going to keep on going after whatever's next i mean georgia how do you feel about like your professional players like i mean cuz sometimes we, i mean uh, we don't really have it in like the professional players that you follow like i'm trying to think of like baseball or whatever um but like pro- like players like kind of sacrificing like maybe ethical things that you wouldn't do right to to go and and, and get paid like legitimately like imagine if uh you know we had this you know we're talking about soccer uh, a lot of uh these oligarchs these russian oligarchs own english teams these english soccer teams and obviously you know they start a war they invade a country for no reason and then there's all these sanctions and bans against a country it's like why would you go play or work for a guy that yeah losing that country I mean, or something. Like, how do you feel about the ethic ethics versus over just getting it depends on you know people's values right what do, what do you value more like your money or doing the right thing or how you're viewed if people don't care about how they're viewed they're gonna go where the money is and they're just worried about themselves um but if they have good reputations uh you know they do things for the community you know what i mean uh they're they want to be role models and stuff like that those are the type of people who probably won't do those uh make those decisions right and the unethical decisions. But uh, like Julian said, man, people usually go <laughs> where the money is. Uh, but if, if there is a flaw in the system, so if people do have reasons to leave the PGA, um, I think that's what Julian was saying. If they're having issues and there's a solution right next door that's going to offer me more money, yeah, they might look the other way um, and go with the money and for the quick fix solution. Uh, I'm not saying it's the right thing, uh, but as their life and, you know, they could kind of do what they want and, Personally, how I feel about it, uh, I just feel like people got to do what's best for them, right? So if they are having um, issues on the PGA and they don't like what's going on and there's a fix, obviously, as fans, we're not going to like it. We're not going to like the change. You're going to want people to stay where they are and you like how the system's flowing. And a lot of people don't like change. So, like, Julian, do you feel like they're, like, committing, like, I don't know if it's, like, a, I'm not going to say, like, career suicide. Like, are, are they... Do you think that that they'll be welcome back? Because now they have to resign, so they can't they can't be invited to all these tours, these PGA tours. Do you think that like they're kind of just like ending their career, just like this is just a money grab? I uh, think people like 
Phil Mickelson, Sergio Garcia, they don't give a fuck. They'll go there, get that fat-ass paycheck. They're already deemed as one of the, the best golfers of their generation. They already make a shit ton of money, and they're about to make even more. They don't give a fuck about going to back to the PGA. And I think Phil Mickelson, like, he's content with that. Like, I think a lot of these people are. Like, I think they're content with it. And like I said, it's not – and it, we're talking about it with golf, but we're not even just seeing it with golf. Like I said, like, you're seeing it with, like, everything, man. Like, there's more Formula One races there. There's uh, the soccer, the World Russia. Cup. Like, there's all – like, all this shit, man. Like, they're they're putting so much money over there because they want to become a big tourist destination. And you got to have things to do. You got to have sports and entertainment. You got to have, like, attractions and all kinds of stuff. So, they're just – they're pumping – shit like crazy man like i don't know if you look into like what's going on like dubai and Qatar and abu dhabi and like other places in like saudi arabia like it's just money being pumped in to make these super glamorous things to get tourism yeah and, and, and that's the thing it like, starts with golf you know yeah they're using these leagues, the right? World cup but now it's golf too <laughs> yeah they're using these like leagues like it was f1 because they have f1 in Qatar and shit they're you're kind of using these leagues to like legitimize their government right as a government entity like hey look we're qatar we we host f1 we have basketball we have the world cup we have the olympics or whatever the fuck they want to say um and like i said i you know Brittany griner is in russia she got arrested in russia she's still over there um because you know uh because they don't make enough in the WNBA, they actually go play in the offseason they go to russia and legitimate you know they play in that league but yeah she got caught up we're in the middle of a war there's all kind of sanctions and shit all kind of political shit. So it's, it's kind of a weird political play. Like, uh, and that, that's kind of a big thing. Like, do you want to go, you know, when Russia invades a country, do you want to really going to go play for a league that's funded by Russian money? I was going to say too, you know, like Saudi Arabia is like, what was up? Go ahead. I said, aren't they doing something with basketball too? Like, I, I thought I heard something about like NBA and like, maybe not NBA, but like they're doing something with like basketball. I want to say too. I, I I vaguely remember hearing this. I wasn't sure if you guys heard about that. They're like talking about like building some sort of like massive league and paying a lot of bro. It's just wild. It's wild. I don't think it's going to end soon. You're going to start seeing more sports, more shit. Like people are going to start going over there, man. They're going to start. And it's like, I can't, I was going to say final thought is like, I'm I'm not going to fault somebody because at the end of the day, it's like, you can look at it. It's like, this doesn't affect them. Like Jojo was saying, it's like, this is their own life. Like you can't, the world's an evil place. There's some fucked up shit. You gotta go get where the money is. You gotta go take care of yourself. Like, and I, I'll, I won't fall somebody for that. And, and to speak specifically to Mickelson, I think Mickelson has been, uh, I think he's a known gambler. And, and uh, a lot of people are suspecting that like, is he? this guy's know. like in the whole bag, which is why, why is he so desperate for, he can easily just, work in america be fine nobody will have any you know critiques nobody would be have no idea controversy over him but apparently allegedly he's very uh you know deep in the hole very deep in vegas bets a lot of money so he's very desperate for the money which is why he'll take it he'll you know subvert his ethics for whatever that's but, wild if he lost yeah. that much fucking money that dude has made so much money over there. i had no yeah. idea he had a gambling. i thought he apparently was apparently, he's a, a, apparently allegedly allegedly a sprinkle allegedly 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 gabe was he's, there he took photographs I don't, I don't, <laughs> he, I don't, I don't, he took him at, at the card table <laughs> anyways let's uh transition let's talk about the nfl because the nfl always makes news even when they're not playing games uh Aaron Donald uh, resigns his biggest deal. I think they restructured his contract. Uh, three years, ninety-five milli. He said he was going to retire, Jojo, and he's back. Three years, ninety-five milli. How do you feel about and Aaron Donald? You, you're forgetting he's about this too. Before Jojo, you give your point. This is the largest contract for a non-quarterback in yep. the history of the NFL. Yeah. Well, that just shows uh, how much the Rams want to run him back, and they're willing to take all the risks. And honestly, do they even have a salary cap? Like, where? <laughs> I don't know. What We're not even happening. in the other signings yet, but like, where where is this money coming from? Did they take all their Super Bowl win money and just put it into next season to try to run it back? Um, yeah, no, huge part of that team. Obviously, you wouldn't want to let him go. Um, money talks. They're gonna they're gonna stick around for sure. Uh, three years, not not too long of a contract, so I think that's on the safe side. Um, and. Who's to say they can't win one out of those next three years? So they're putting all the chips on the table yet again this season. 
Yeah. Julian, how do you, how, how do you feel about the prospect of the uh, LA Rams running it back? Do you think they'll run it back to back? Back to back chance. I, I don't see anybody in the NFC competing with them. Like, I don't, I mean, Tampa, maybe. Like, I mean, sure. that's the only other team. Uh, they're the only team that really gave them a fight. Um, San Francisco seems to have the same exact team. So, but man, I, I don't know how they get the. I don't know how they make the cap space because this is also coming off a year before they just signed Allen Robinson. They just gave Matt Safford a huge contract last year. They gave Jalen Ramsey a massive contract. I I don't know how they continue to do this. And it, it's obviously very strategic because um, this all three years they're not very super long contract, not super long contracts. I would like to see the breakdown of them because a lot of it might be signing bonuses. And recently, I know that's been kind of a way to kind of get around the salary caps, getting massive signing bonuses and then backloading the contract later. So like he might be getting paid $30 million signing bonus, but then he's only taking a $2 million salary cap hit because all of it's on his set. And then they're going to backload the rest of it on the back end of the contract. Like they do with Patrick Mahomes, like Patrick Mahomes, all that. He's not seeing 500 million right now. He's not seeing a large part of that right now. He's not going. He's going to see that later on, and they're probably going to do something else later on. Yeah, obviously, salary cap raises every single year. So by the time he gets to the, the last part, he's gonna, so it's man. There's like salary cap geniuses out there that teams specifically hire just to work the salary cap. Yeah. Like all right, and that's yeah. for any sport. Like they, that's their job is just to manipulate it and figure out how they can do it, and. It's wild. And I mean, honestly, he's very deserving of it. I mean, he's probably going to go down as one of the greatest defensive linemen in history. I mean, his dominance has been unreal and he's still got years left and he's showing no sign of slowing down. The only reason why he would want to retire is because he just wants to step away from the game, not because uh, the game's stepping away from him. So yeah. it's wild, man. Three years, 95 mil. I would like to see that. I got to look at the breakdown of that. I'm curious uh, how that is broken down. I think he's deserving. I, one of the worst things from the Super Bowl is like we, we saw him talk afterwards, and I, I was really convinced, like, oh, this guy's dumb. Like he he just wants to live his life. Like he's worried, you know, he's thinking about his kids, his family, whatever. Like I was like, he's probably done. Like he he you know, he, it's not that he's physically he can't do the job, right? Like he's not you know he can still physically be elite, but like I think mentally, like I thought I was like, yo, this guy this guy's out of here. Um, <laughs> so 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 extend him three years. I, I don't think he's going to see the end of his. You think he's going to see the end of his contract? Because I, I don't think he's going to see the end of his contract. Oh, yeah. He's um, going to see the end of it. Yeah, that's a lot I mean, of get paid. money, man. Okay, I mean, so, <sighs> yeah. His, Donald's guarantees will be paid out. Oh, actually, his final year won't be guaranteed. So, 2024 won't be guaranteed. 2022 and 2023 will be guaranteed money. So, that will be so maybe, no dead cap hit to the Rams if he decides to retire, cut, cut their losses with them in he, 2024. I assume so. I I think he has a season in him, um, but it's going to be difficult. I mean, once you win the chip, like you're at the highest of high. Like, why would you settle for like, oh, we got knocked out the second round or some shit? Like, why would you? Because yeah, he has sixty five million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I think Aaron Donald. He's still, you know, he's like I said, he can still do the job. Like, like he's still going to be effective. Um, I just wonder, like, how how much of his heart is in it. I don't know. Um, let's also I talk about. Uh, yeah. What was up? I was gonna say. I was gonna say. I mean, he came back for a reason. But then a part of me is like, man, that's a fuck ton of money. Like, I can't, I can't imagine him saying no if he can't. The whole team is pretty much still intact. I don't see why. You know, they probably they added like, oh, hey, you could, we could probably win another one. Well, they you know? added pieces. Like, oh. let's also talk about uh, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. The wide receiver got extended. Uh, three years, eighty million uh, for Cooper Cup. I mean, I thought I thought he's pretty dominant. Like, uh, I think he's very well deserving. Like, he's pretty productive right now. He's the hottest, you know, one of the hottest receivers in the league. Triple yeah. crown, yeah, he deserved that. He, is, he just got the highest guaranteed contract for a wide receiver ever: seventy-five million dollars over the course of three years. So, Jojo, how do, how do you feel about Cooper Cup? Is he deserving or is this overrated? Paid him too much. Nah, that definitely not overrated. <laughs> we saw how much they needed him in, in that Super Bowl game when they stopped giving him the ball. We're like, Will, we, you literally have the answer right in front of you. Just give give the man the ball and look what happened. Um, 
came in clutch with that touchdown at the end. But a uh, triple crown winner in football, like, like, come on. Receptions, touchdowns, yards, like, that's insane. He, he definitely deserves And they won. You guys won ultimately. So that was a huge piece of your team. And you want to keep him around. Um, hey, man, you could give the quarterback credit too. But, you know, the, the receiver, he's getting yards after the catch. Uh, he, he's, he's making sure he's staying in bounds. All these little extra things that you don't see from everyone else. So, these clutch plays, like, he's, he's making it happen for that team. Bro, I mean, that Rams offense is going to be insane. I mean, because they essentially have two number one wide receivers. They sign Allen Robinson. They have extended Cooper Cup. And then you're getting Robert Woods back coming off his ACL. Like, bro, oh, my God. And then they also, on the defensive side, they signed Bobby Wagner in the offseason. Like, I don't – and the thing, the craziest thing to me is it's not even like they're doing what Tampa did where people and the guys in Tampa, they, they're taking pay cuts to stay on that team. The Rams, these guys aren't taking pay cuts. They're get they're breaking records, and that's what's blowing my mind. Is like, how in the hell? Like, I bet you even Tampa's like, what the fuck? <laughs> because it's like these guys in Tampa, they had to take pay cuts so they could stay together. I mean, these guys in Los Angeles, they're getting paid puku dollars, and they're it's it's insane. I don't, but they're all short deals. Oh, man, I think I think Gabe might be funding the team. Obviously. Gabe, you're an insider. You know something uh, that we don't know. You're out here sending funds to LA. So I want investments, and you know what? They just grow, and then I talk to my accountant, and then <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would like to see a breakdown of that I'm salary cap. I want to know who's getting paid. Like like how many? Like how does it equal out to under the salary cap? Like I. And then you, meanwhile, you have like the teams like the New Orleans. Then you have teams like the New Orleans Saints who are going to suck ass, but yet they're like over the cap by like thirty million dollars. Makes absolutely no sense. It's all management on the team. I, I bet you Sean McVay is not even getting paid. He's just putting on the money. <laughs> He's like, fuck it. He's like, I'll get paid later. He's like, I'm thirty two years, thirty three years old. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, got no draft, and they got no draft picks. Like, uh, like I mean, honestly. I didn't even think about it, but maybe that could be – obviously, draft picks aren't taking too much money, but you have to leave salary cap space for your incoming draft picks. And I don't, they probably had, like, what, three maybe, like, late-round guys that are getting paid, like, league minimum, like a million. Like a million, I think, is the league minimum, a million and a half. It's crazy. But I, I don't know how they do it. They look like they're on track to just run it back because they look stronger than they even did last year. Um Yeah. So let, let, let's finish it. Uh, last topic. Uh, let's talk about the controversy. I guess uh, another controversy we're ended on. Let's see how much conversation we get on. Uh, Cleveland Browns, uh, their starting quarterback, you know, they traded a lot for it to get him. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Cam Newton thing. Nah, I don't know. We don't talk about Cam Newton. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hilarious. I don't know why he's. Oh, my God. Uh, let, let, let's talk about Deshaun Watson uh, real quick. Uh, obviously. There's no criminal uh, situation going on, but he does have civil suits. Uh, I believe it's what, 23 or 24 women. Now uh, it's 24. 24. Someone now it's 24. So if you thought 23 was too much, here's 24. Um, do you really think uh, Deshaun Watson, do you think he'll be clear? Do you think you'll see him play again? Do you see him take a snap? I don't know if uh, you've been following closely. Uh, his lawyer's been out here recently going on radio shows, TV, trying to defend his name. Ah, just a little, you know, just a little, little pick me up, a little, you know, a little extra, a little, you know, a little happy. You know, a little happy what did he say? He said um, something like, "There's nothing like, wrong with taking happy endings or some shit like that." He said that something, something ridiculous. I was like, "Why would you say ridiculous. that? Like, why would you say that? Why'd you go on public and say that on your own accord? You don't have to." Go <laughs> yeah. to it. Yeah, and then I think he retracted it. Well, so I think he went. He, how many massages did he have in the past couple of months? Forty. He had forty-eight, and then it twenty. Now twenty-four. Allegedly, uh, allegedly, we'll that. allegedly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, uh, Julian, I'll talk to you first because you're the football guy. You're our football master right here, football analyst. Uh, will Deshaun Watson see a snap? Will he get punished by the NFL, or do you think like nothing's gonna happen? We'll see him week one. I mean, since the those charges got dropped, uh, see, I don't know what that entails with this new one coming in. Obviously, when that when the stuff got dropped uh, this past off season, a couple months ago, and the Browns traded for him, everything looked to be like 
kind of clear, like he's going to play. But now I don't know how this new thing like throws a wrench in it. But I don't, I don't, I don't know. I would have to see, like, look more and read more about how this new thing would like affect the way he, if he'll suit up this summer, this um fall. If I had to put money on it, I'd probably say he's playing, man. Like <laughs> we've seen it time and time and time again that these guys they do this off the field shit and they always end up coming back because talent is more important than anything else. So, I mean, how many how many people have we seen over the past like since we've started watching sports do some fuck shit on the off field off field off the field and then still get to play? I mean, We've seen it countless times. I think it's in his favor. At the end of the day, he's a young guy who can play the position well. And that is a very, very hot commodity, as you guys can tell. So he's most likely going to play. If uh, not this season, Jordan, eventually he will. attention has been on him in the last two seasons. Ever since he requested that trade, all of these things pop up. Um, obviously, proven... I mean, innocent until proven guilty. Um, but do you think the NFL should be proactive on this and serve a punishment for accusations or wait until there's actual proof around these accusations? Because that's, um, that's, it's always yeah. a tough call. They're always stuck in the middle. It's like if you you always hear like if you get enough accusations, then there's there's obviously going to be some proof i mean it's gonna be some reality in it right like but then again you know without an investigation and everything it's like how do you actually know there's one thing so here's what i think here's what there's a difference between what i think should happen and then what i think was accurate happen i think julian was talking about earlier what i think is gonna happen is this guy's gonna actually play because for them to trade so much for the browns to trade so much they know something to the houston I I don't think they would have done that without approval or like running it by the commissioner or running it by, you know, the commissioner who's like in charge of all the other 30. You know, the commissioner is just he's just a fucking puppet for just the all 30 of the owners. So if they were allowed to trade him, I don't think they would trade him for nothing without running it by thinking that if, if he wasn't going to play, if they, if they actually thought he was going to get whatever arrested, whatever something was going to happen to him. Then I don't think that why waste that would, your uh, picks? Like, that tra- yeah, yeah. Like, why waste your picks? Why waste your if that wasn't run by the top top, it wouldn't happen. So I think he's actually going to play. I think it'll be just a thing. They're going to try to you know, shrug it under the rug. Uh, that's what I think will happen. I think he will play. Nothing will happen to him. They'll probably eventually settle. Whatever. Um, but yeah, it's kind of. It's really bad. It's it's bad. I don't want to be. A, you know what I mean, you know, we were associated earlier. Me as a Dolphin fan, I'm wearing my Dolphins hat. Um, associated with 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 Watson. I already told y'all guys. I was like, yo, if we get Watson, you don't want to deal with no, that. No way in hell. I don't. I don't want to deal. I don't want nothing to do with any. Of I'm surprised somebody. Um, I'm surprised Cleveland went out and did it. Honestly, one more. This is one of the crazy. <laughs> like, and not only that, they gave. They gave him one of the highest paid contract, like the highest. They gave him a well, raise, pretty he, much. Yeah, and he was already off, like sat, making a ton of money. He hasn't thrown a ball. When they gave him you know, whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I do think he's gonna play. Um, if they suspend him, it's not gonna be. You know, we've seen other shit and this going on. Uh, Jojo, you know, in baseball, Trevor Trevor Bauer got uh, suspended for what? Pretty much two years. He got like a pretty much exempt for like two years. Uh, for some sexual assault shit, and that's just you know uh, one person allegedly. I'll break allegedly. Um, I think he's gonna play. Not that I think. I that, get, not that I want him to play. I think he's gonna play. So here's my thing too. I think it's 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 tricky as well because it's like, is it right to punish someone as if even though the courts in don't punish him? Is it right for a league to suspend somebody and punish somebody if 
the own courts and whatever the outside stuff deemed that he's he's clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like if stuff comes out and then it turns out, you know, things are going to get dropped or whatever. Is it really in the NFL? Like sh- if they already deemed him as okay for whatever reason, why should the league fine him or suspend him? Right. Well, yeah, then I would bring thing. up, I would I bring up, you know, uh, I can bring up Greg Hardy, right? There's no video of him allegedly beating his uh, girlfriend, but there was pictures of the aftermath, and that's why pretty much. I mean, I think Greg Hardy still got signed. He signed, but got signed by Dallas and still got booted out. Now he's in the UFC. That dude's in the UFC now. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I can bring up Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Uh, but were they actually? Like, oh, were, the but were they actually like like what ended up happening from them outside the field though? I don't know exactly what happened. Like. Well, like I said, Greg Hardy got signed after that. I think he was with Washington. Or no, he was a Carolina. Carolina, Washington. I forget where Greg Hardy was. But then he got signed by Dallas. For like what I'm saying is long if they don't go to jail, like I think these leagues, they don't care. If they're not in jail and they could play they, and they're walking around a free man, they're going to play. Like, well, that's how. well, that's why I bring up I bring up Ray Rice because Ray Rice, we saw, she saw the video. But what ended up happening was uh, the wife ended up dropping the charges. So she, she didn't want to complain, whatever. She didn't want to testify or whatever. Chargers got dropped and disappeared. Although we saw the video, yeah, there was no, there was no, you know, he didn't go to jail. Yeah, he got arrested, but he didn't go to jail. And then pretty much his career ended because he was kind of blackballed outside the league. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. With you know, we talk about Deshaun Watson, like it's just uh, it's toxic. Deshaun Watson is toxic. I mean, I I I don't want to I don't want to you know I wouldn't want to be the person or a team or a franchise or whatever associated with him but i always said too it's always weird like if you wanted like legit massages why not just go to your league like you're at one of the biggest craziest training facilities on the planet and like these nfl training facilities with professional massage therapists just fucking go there but he's clear i don't know who knows what happens but i think he's gonna play um, no, I think we all think he's going to play. So it's pretty. All right, let's end this on a happier note. Let's end on a happier note. Uh, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Said <laughs> That's not happy. That is not, happy. <laughs> <laughs> that is not. Cam Newton says he's better than 32 other quarterbacks. Uh, JoJo, do you believe Cam Newton? Do you think Cam Newton is better than 32 or 31 other quarterbacks? First and foremost, you have to have faith in yourself. So kudos, kudos to him. Right? You, you got to speak into existence. Um, because if you're not going to say it, then who will? But the answer is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I 30, don't know. he's better than 32 backups, if that's what he meant. Maybe he deserves to be a starter, if that's what he's trying to insinuate. He's not better than 32 starters. So, Because yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys saw the clip of, like, or what it came from was this is during the Pivot podcast that they do with, like, uh, Channing Crowder, Ryan Clark, and uh, Fred Taylor. They were part of the I am athlete thing, but they left into their own thing. Um, but yeah, they, they uh, Channing Crowder. Somebody echo in. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Um, but yeah, uh, pretty much he called them out. He was like, "Hey, uh, I think I'm better than 32 players." And Channing's like, "Cam, Cam, don't lie, don't lie. You know you ain't no." And it was just like seeing that interaction, like you guys have to check it out. It was it was a really cool interaction, but it kind of led to the question like around everybody's like, I mean, is he bet like should he be a starter somewhere? I don't necessarily think he should be a starter. Um, I don't think he's earned the right to be a starter, but I do think he should be a backup. He deserves to be in the league. He has the quality to be a backup. And he talks about how he was putting himself in bad situations, which I agree with. I think going to New England wasn't smart. Trying to play in Carolina last year wasn't smart. And he even acknowledges that in the interview. And and I think that's kind of tainted the way people look at him. Um but yeah, I just he he's he's not better than 32 other players. Uh like if you want to say he deserves to probably have a starting shot in like Seattle, I did, but I don't think anybody's signing him to be all right. You're going to be our designated starter because you got at the end of the day, man. He's old, he's banked up, and I think a lot of guys are just going to want to take that chance on younger, healthier people. That have more yeah, upside. You still think? 
You still think uh, Cam Newton's got it? He got, he's got some in the tank, like Russell Westbrook or your LA Ram, LA Lakers. Has <laughs> he got something in the tank or no? As a backup, yeah, for sure. Um, unless he's on a put him on the worst team in the league um, that has no hopes and dreams. Now, nah, honestly, man, like he's he's not as bad as you guys are trying to take him out to be. Uh, it's again like. Trying to go to New England, take over Tom Brady's spot. Like, you know, they're going to have high expectations over there right away. Uh, that was a bad team. Like, that was a bad just, team. You know, bad situation. I mean, he 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 took on the challenge. It didn't work out. And then to go back home to Carolina, right? That, that was a hit or miss situation, right? Um, you know, you got bad blood with them towards the, your, the end of your cycle there the first time. Um, they wanted you out. Uh, you try to redeem yourself, go back. But again, like not everyone's going to be having open arms uh, with you there, especially if you don't perform well. So if you're not performing and show that you change a little, you know, it's just going to divert back into a bad situation. Um, who knows what the next opportunity will be for Cam as a starting position. And I think the hey, thing, man. too, is like these teams, like they don't want him as a backup because of the whole, you know, the his whole persona and like everything about him. So I think it's it's hard for teams to like, do I want Cam Newton as a backup if he's going to come here and keep on thinking that he's going to start and he's going to like do all this, even though I deserve I think he deserves to be a backup. He has the quality to be a good backup, but I could see why people the same thing with the Tebow thing. It's like. Tebow probably could have been a backup, but just that whole thing around them, it just makes it so tough. And like to I mean, and it, like mellow. Yeah. And it is in the, and he talks about when he went to Carolina, it's like, that was a bad situation. He was signed Thursday and then played Sunday on a brand new playbook. He's never seen before. And then he played, he started the week after that in 10 days, he had to learn a whole new playbook. And that is tough. It takes players months to learn. And let alone from the quarterback position, that's already hard enough from like other positions. But then as a quarterback to try to pick up a playbook. And I don't know if you guys remember, but like at the end of the season when he was playing, he was pretty much, they were just running him a lot of times because he wasn't comfortable with the playbook yet. But there's also some things. Yeah, there are bad situations, but there's just moments where you looked at Cam, he just didn't look good. His accuracy was terrible. He didn't have a smooth spiral. He he was missing guys. Like there was also some things at his own fault. Yeah, he didn't have the best supporting cast around him, but you do pick and choose where you decide to go. And then even though those opportunities where you had good chances to kind of make good big plays, he, he did drop the ball. He didn't do it well. And yeah, I don't think he's better than thirty-two other players though. He's probably yeah. top forty. He deserves to be a backup, but he's no he's not getting another starting chance. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a, that's the tragedy of like an aging star, right? Because he started his whole life, he was really good, he was on fire, whatever beginning of his career. But like now, he has that mindset of like, yo, I'm a starter, I'm a beginner. Like, but then physically, not the same or whatever. Like he did before. Like that's the story of I don't know. You can name any star that didn't age well at the end. Uh, yeah. Can well, Lamar Jackson have the same future. Only the future will tell. We'll talk about it next week. We talk back. Real Fans Podcast, episode 56. In the books. We did it. I'm gay. That's Julian. That's JoJo. 54. Ep- oh, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> God damn it, gay. Oh, wait. Gay. We can't oh, hear JoJo. He said, he said peace out. He said, he said peace, he said peace he out. He's about the future right now. That's why he, he said, said he's... Hey, all right. He's Anyways, thinking about next uh, week. Jojo, where can they find the podcast? Instagram, Twitter, Real Fans Podcast, Apple Podcasts, what other podcasts? Everywhere podcasts. We're everywhere, guys. Come on. You can find us at YouTube. We appreciate YouTube, the subscribes, all the downloads. We appreciate y'all just checking us out anywhere. Anywhere you can find podcasts, anywhere you can find YouTube, whatever we're at. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back next week. More Real Fans Podcasts. Peace. Peace.